At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I first started getting money during the pandemic when I first became a coach in that time where everybody was getting a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I was doing PJs. I was going crazy on shopping. I put my mom on a PJ. I put my best friends on PJs um, just to motivate them, though. Not mm-hmm. on, like, I can do it and flex, but I feel like with my friends, entrepreneur friends and um, pro athletes would put me on, like, yachts and giving me, like, this average lifestyle so I can see. I was experiencing that already. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to work hard to have that lifestyle. So I wanted to show my friends and my mom the exact same things. If you work hard, this is something that you can achieve too as well. Welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins, uh, the podcast where I talk to my entrepreneur friends and sometimes entrepreneurs that I just had the privilege of meeting. And you guys know that the premise of this podcast is to have a conversation like I am just catching up with an old friend. Hopefully you get some gems from this. You are entertained by it and you love what you see. With that said, I just had the pleasure of meeting somebody that I have been really impressed by lately, and her name is Princess Dior. Hey, yes. Princess. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm great and amazing. Are you great and amazing? I am. Highly blessed. Are you highly being favorite. honest? You, I'm being honest. Okay, okay, okay. Be I'm honest. just making sure. I'm making sure. So it's a pleasure. First of all, you're super busy. Yes. Um, I just had the privilege of meeting you at a speaking event that you were booked for. Yes. And when I saw the uh, when I saw the reaction that you got from the audience, I'm like, who is this? Who is this? She pulled up in the Lambo behind me, y'all. I said, who is this that I need to meet? And I listened to you for a little while and I invited you to come out on the podcast. So this is about to be as transparent as it gets, because as I get to know you, everybody gets to know you. I'm excited. I got to put a warning out there. We don't do any editing. So whatever you say stays. All right. (laughs) <laughs> all right, let's get it. So first of all, let's talk about who you are. Um, Princess Dior. Princess is your real name. Yes, real name. Is Dior? It's not my real name. Not you my just, real middle name. You just like Dior. I just like Dior. Where'd that come from? Because uh, all my friends call me Dior because all I wear is Dior. Got you. So it just, it just stuck. Okay. It's a yeah. brand name that stuck. It's a brand name that stuck. So tell me a little bit about what you do. Uh, so I'm the queen of turning liabilities into assets. So I'm on, I'm always finding ways to think outside the box to make money. Mm-hmm. So it all started when I was a kid selling water on the corner, um, finding ways to make money. Then in college, um, I went to this website called Alibaba, and I started buying Beats by Dre headphones for wholesale prices. And I started selling to all the um, college athletes 
and a um, football athlete, basketball athletes. I was making like five thousand dollars a month, and like in college, which was a lot of money then. Yeah. And so um, from there, I just took that and just tried to figure out ways to make money without actually um, like using credit and stuff like that or mm-hmm. asking somebody for money. I just figured it out. Mm. So the queen of turning liabilities into assets, did this interest start because you just have like a love of shopping and you're like, I'm going to capitalize on my shopping habits and start yep. buying stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, not wasting it though too as well. So I start renting out my bags during COVID, yeah. uh, which people do, but it's not talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you think about how many bags, how many designer stuff you got in your closet, how mm-hmm. much stuff you throw out and yeah. you, and you can make money off that. You can give it to stylists. You can give it to showrooms. You can rent it to um, people who are shooting content and stuff like that. Because people don't want to, people can't afford it. Mm. So it's like, if they can get it from you for $300 a day yeah. or a month, why not? You are, How old are you? Um, 30. You're 30? Yeah. You look like you're 22 years old. I know. You look so young. Good black don't crack. Black don't crack. No, it don't. So I'm listening to that. When I was actually on your Instagram page the night that I met you, I'm like, who is this? Yeah. And and honestly, I thought you were like 22. My daughter's 21. Uh-huh. So I was like, who is this little girl? Yeah. And, you know, why is she so dope? So I went on your page and I saw that you rent out like your luxury items, your designer mm-hmm. items to other people. And I remember um, when I was younger, like in my 20s. I'm I'm talking about shopaholic. You said yeah. a lot of people can't afford bags and they'd rather rent yours. Yeah. I was buying them anyway and still couldn't afford them. Um, and I remember, like, I wish when I saw what you did, yeah. I wish I would have had the the innovative mindset back then to say, yeah. let me rent the bags because I couldn't sell the bags. Nobody. Yeah. We were in the middle of a recession back then yeah. when I lost everything. I couldn't sell these bags, but we probably could have rented some bags. Exactly. But I came up, I used to buy clothes and I'm... I don't really repeat a lot of items. You know, uh-huh. if it's like really statement piece, I won't wear it again. And I will put it on eBay. Yeah. And I would sell, but I would sell it dirt cheap. Like, I'm oh, like, really? don't nobody want no born clothes and right. all of this stuff. I would sell it dirt cheap. And people will buy from you from dirt cheap and probably resell it to somebody else. For, for a higher, higher price. price. Yep. Yeah. And so even when I started my very first clothing store, um, I remember we sold out of the little clothes that we had and we had to open, we had to be open the next day. So we went to like these stores and bought all these clothes off of the clearance rack. Mm -hmm. We bought all these clothes off the clearance rack and came in and sold it for whatever the regular price would have been. So there is absolutely a market. Like what made you think like, this is the idea who put you Um, onto that? Myself actually. So during COVID in LA, we couldn't run out. I couldn't run out my cars anymore Mm because we were literally on, on punishment and you were so doing Toro? I was doing, I do private rentals. Okay. So I have all exotic cars. Okay. So I couldn't run any cars at all. Um, and so my friend came over one day. She was like, Princess, I want to um, borrow your Dior bag and I want to pay you $200. And so I was going to give it to her anyway. When she said she was going to pay me, I was like, dang, I got all the designer bags and clothes in my closet that I wore one time. Yeah. I can literally rent these out to other people too as well. So that was the idea. And I was like my first month. I made about like seven thousand dollars. That's crazy. So just posting on Instagram post that this is Instagram, what I do. Reaching out to all my connects that's in the industry. Um, people are shooting commercials still. Um, people are shooting content on YouTube videos. Uh, content creators that that's the time like TLC was going crazy. All the network yeah. markets going crazy. So they need content. Wait a minute. So you were you were renting to the network marketing girls? Yeah, they want to be fly on Instagram. Everybody, that's they, you know, they also have having their meetings on Zoom. They got to be fly. Do you have Still? a website? Like with no all website. the bags? No website. Okay. Everything was like word of mouth. Okay. So everybody was coming to me, texting me, emailing me, and I was just giving it to them. And at this point, 
I didn't have a contract. So these are people I actually knew. Okay. So I can get my stuff back. Okay. So right, right, that's right. one thing. But now I have a contract. Has anybody not ever given you your stuff back? No. You've so always, you, got, your always stuff. got my stuff back. Okay. So you said that you started that after you couldn't rent your car. So you were already making money mm-hmm. and kind of successful before that. Let's yep. back up a little okay. bit to your start. All right. So growing up, you always saw yourself as successful or did yes. you just kind of hop into? No, I always, always was a unicorn of like all my friends. Mm-hmm. Like I already knew that I was going to be successful. I just didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what Lane was going to help me be as successful as I wanted to be. Like, my friends. So all my friends are, like, in the entertainment industry, pro athletes, stuff like that. I mm-hmm. can't go do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I had to figure out um, what business was going to actually help me make money just mm-hmm. like them so I can have the lifestyle they have. Yeah. And what was the first thing you did? Rental cars. The first. Wait a minute. What were you that You had luxury exotic cars before? Yes. How? So, um. Like I told you, I have a lot of friends that play in the um, NFL. So I asked them if I can borrow their cars. My uncle's already in the industry already, renting okay. cars out. Mm-hmm. My mom used to have an um, RV van that mm-hmm. she used to rent out to my uncle for um, movie shoots all the time. Mm-hmm. So he'll take our car. And I was like, yo, if I can find you some cars to rent out, would you pay me? He was like, yeah, I'll manage them for you and everything. So I called my friends up. I was like, I need to borrow y'all cars. Um, I, I just graduated from grad school. I'm, I'm broke, y'all. Yeah. So they was like, yeah, cool. Anything you need, princess, I, I'll give it to you. And so they gave me, I had like a Rolls Royce, a G-Wagon, Maserati, and some other cars. Because they're not using them. They're just sitting in the garage. Because they're somewhere else playing. Yeah, somewhere okay. else playing. So they're not even using their cars like that. Um, they gave me their cars, and I was literally making like $5,000, $10,000 a month mm-hmm. while my uncle managed the cars. And I was making money in my sleep. And so that was uh, the pivot of... My brand, me renting out exotic cars, mm. brokering them, um, leveraging other people's cars and not coming out my pocket because I had bad credit yeah. and I had no money. Yeah. And most people don't think about that. That's why I said I'm the entrepreneur that thinks out the box because most people think you need a lot of money to start a business. Mm-hmm. But if you can use your resources and bring value to people and they see how hard you work, then they're more willing to help you. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have access to that re- those kind of resources, though. How did you build this network of, like, professional athletes yeah. and successful people? Um, college. Okay. So I ran a D1 um, college and track, okay. track and field, Cal State Bakersfield. And from there, I was always around all the athletes. And they thought I was unique because um, at that time, I was using my mom's Mercedes Benz. And I had my own apartment freshman year. So it was yeah. like, dang, who is this girl? She got Mercedes. Mm-hmm. She's not, she not in the dorms with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm still hustling, like, shoes and jewelry and stuff to make money. They were like, princess, like, where you come from? You know yeah. what I mean? So I was like, I'm a unicorn. I'm, I'm still hustling. And people like that yeah. from a female. So, mm-hmm. so they see it from the men all the time. But they don't ever see a female out there hustling. They always see see females asking for stuff like what can you do for me what can Mm -hmm, you do for me but mm -hmm. i'm actually out here like getting it like on my own and that attracted a lot of people to me yeah everybody wants to know like what do you do Mm -hmm. like how how do you got a mercedes yeah you know what i mean didn't know you was borrowing your mom's car that don't matter that part doesn't matter so stuff like that so that's how i was attracting a lot of people to me Mm -hmm. and it was asking like what do you do Mm -hmm. i used to tell them and so from there the relationship just became strong because i can bring value to them and Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hope them. 
um, flip their um, financial aid money too. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm flipping other people's money too and bringing it back to them. Yeah, while you're in school. While I'm in school. Okay. So that would allow me to build relationships up with people in the entertainment industry um, and professional athletes from college. Yeah, so you've been at this for more than 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, You. this is not new. You, not this new. is something that you've been doing. What's the biggest misconception about you? Biggest misconception? Whew. Let's see. Um, it's a lot. Let me think of a, 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 a big one. Um, I think people think I'm I'm mean, I'm not fun. Mm-hmm. That's one. I'm mean, I'm not fun. People think I'm always serious. People think I'm, I'm dominant, um, too, as well. Um, I can see that. Yeah, people think I'm, I'm real dominant. But if you get to know me, like, I'm very reserved. I'm very quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm a chameleon. I got to I gotta see the room mm-hmm. before you get to know me. Like, I'm not going to, like, if we, if we get to hang out at first time, I'm not about to be funny. I'm not, You're not going to see funny princess? You're going to be funny. I'm going to be funny, but I'm not going to be <laughs> as funny okay. as, like, my core friends. Got like, you. I can do, like, wild stuff with them and not yeah. be judged. Yeah. I think that's another thing. I'm like, I don't want nobody to judge me the first time they meet me, think, mm-hmm. and we mess up the relationship. So. Do you, are you, are you scared? Like, my business partner, David, he hates being judged. Like, he can. I hate, I don't like being I don't like being judged the first time, so that's why I got to get to know you before I like before you get to really really see like who I really am in a in a fun way. Yeah, because I don't know your personality yeah. too as well, so my personality might not might be too strong for you. Yeah, and you know, so so that's another thing. I just got to see how your personality is before I become. That's fair. So if I'm being totally honest, I think the first time that I met you because I've seen you now yeah. a couple of times. The first time, if I had to just judge you, yeah, book. Um, you had your snapback on and big old t-shirt, think mm-hmm. some jeans, shorts, some J's. Mm-hmm. And I thought tomboy. Yeah. She's a tomboy. I'm, She's I'm a big tomboy. Big tomboy. Yes. And um, I only saw you speak for a little while. I had to get to another engagement. Tomboy, but super intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would think like a guy's girl, not mm-hmm. a girly girl. Mm-hmm. But then I saw you at the sneaker ball. Yeah. I said, look at princess yeah. with the dress on. Yeah. You was all sexy and stuff. And I went through your Instagram, and when I look at your Instagram, it is completely different from who I judged you or perceived you to be Uh from day one. Yeah. Like, your girl be out here, (laughs) cut out, fitted, all split up to here. And so, like, I don't, like, maybe you're just a person, you just kind of, whatever you feel on any given day. Whatever I feel on any given day, like. Growing up, being a tomboy, at first, I feel like it's hard because mm-hmm. people judge you. People think um, you, you're, I'm not into girls. People think you're into girls. Okay, so I, said, I thought that too. I'm not, though. <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm just a tomboy because I, I grew up with boys. Yeah. Like, all my, all my cousins, all my um, people on the block when I lived in L.A., I hang out with all the boys. I played basketball. I played football growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's like, that's just who I am. And I'm, I'm comfortable in my skin. Yeah. I'm comfortable turning on, turning off. And I... One person, two people I look up to is Tiana Taylor and okay. Bash Ty because okay. they're tomboys. So mm-hmm. I'm just thankful that I had that as a role model growing up to know that I can be cool in my skin. It's okay for me to be tomboy and then be girly later on. You know what I mean? I can turn off and turn on. And and, and boys are still talking to me. Boys are still going. First of all, you're gorgeous. <laughs> they are going to talk to you. Yeah. So you're, you're gorgeous. You're stunning. But I will say the way that you presented the first day, I'm like, oh, okay. Little, you know, yeah. I see what she got going on. Yeah. But um, no, you are completely opposite. And this is why you can't judge a book by its cover. I'm curious. Uh-huh. What was your per- first perception of me? First perception of you. When I first met you, because um, I seen you, 
you know, out a couple times. I didn't think, I think you're hard. I feel like you were hard to talk to. Really? Yeah. But I'm, but I never got introduced to you though. That's okay. just me seeing you from afar. Okay. Then when I seen you recently at the Growing Pains uh, podcast mm-hmm. and I came up to you, you were very nice. Yeah. But that's me coming up to you. But I was watching you from afar and that's gotcha. you probably in your own zone and stuff like that. So I'm just like, hey, I'm going to somebody, I need somebody to come introduce me because no. I just don't want to walk up to her yeah. and she'd be like, you know, brush me off. You know, what's crazy is, um, we be wanting to meet each other, mm-hmm. right? As much as the other person wants to meet. And I think that is like, that's something that people need to kind of get out of is in their own head mm-hmm. and have more confidence in walking up to somebody and just introducing yourself yeah. because the worst that can happen, like the worst that could have, could have ever happened out of you walking up, coming closer to wherever I was mm-hmm. and saying hello is that I say hello and we didn't exchange contact information. Yeah. That's like the worst. It's the worst. What, what else is going to happen at an event? I'm going to curse you out. No, nope, that's the worst. <laughs> no, not yeah. at all. And then you end up finding out later how dope people really are. Yeah. And um, we have some similar friends and similar yes. circles. So we could have been did this like a long yeah. time ago. Exactly. All right. So we got the, uh, the, the luxury car business. Yes. And we understand how you did that. Yes. Um, you leveraged your relationships. Yes. Then you are you're living in LA at the time. You live here though now, right? Yeah, I'm still by coastal, but I'm um officially moved to Atlanta. So you, apartments here. So I don't have no more LA apartment. You don't have any more LA? Okay. Yeah. So at the time though, you're living in LA, yes. the pandemic happens and people are not renting cars the way that they were. Because the whole city of LA got shut down. Shut down. We couldn't we couldn't even have parties. We couldn't even like I couldn't go to we couldn't even gather around with more than ten people. That's like, it was insane. that bad. Oh, we'll get fined. Yeah. Okay. So then that's when I want to know what made you say your friend the first time say, let me rent the bag. Yes. And then you immediately say, this is a business opportunity. Business opportunity. Business opportunity. Nobody talks about. What was the first call or first, first action that you took to get that out there? Uh, Social media, Mm -hmm. um, hitting up all my stylists in LA, all my content creators. Uh, and then one lady, uh, one of my friends called me and said, hey, I got a lady that needs a Birkin bag, an exclusive Birkin bag. And the Birkin bag costs six figures. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to buy it. Can mm-hmm. you go find it? I'm like, I don't have a Birkin bag, but let me hit some of my contacts. Let me go figure it out. Yeah. So it took me like two days to go find it. I found it before. She, I think she had a date or something. I don't know. Um, I forgot what it was. Something something special you have to go to. She needs this Birkin bag. I found it. Gave it to my friend. She rented it out to she rented it out from me for five thousand dollars a day, and so that's when I knew like this this is the lick. Mm. Like if somebody can pay me five thousand dollars a day for an exclusive bag, I need to go find other exclusive bag. And yeah. let's think about this: when we go shopping, bags appreciate. Chanel bags, exclusive mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton bags, Birkin bags—they all appreciate, just like Rolex watches. Mm-hmm. So it's like. You're not just shopping just to shop, but you're shopping, making an investment, and later on, five to ten years, you can sell that bag and buy some real estate. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's how you can build generational wealth off things that you're passionate about. Some people are just passionate about shopping. Yeah, like me, I'm passionate about shopping, but I know later on I can go sell ten Chanel bags and mm-hmm. go buy a real estate property and make more money. So are you are you not taking your money that you're making and buying more bags? Are you just Going and finding people with these bags? I find people and I buy bags. And I okay. buy bags cheaper at the outlet stores, too, as well. So mm. something, don't, something don't sell at the Gucci or Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton or um, Christian Louis Vuitton store, they send it to the outlet store. Mm-hmm. I'll go buy some Louis Vuittons for $400, $500. I can resell them or I can rent it out and make my money back. Yeah. So it's like there's so many plays when it comes to fashion. That's yeah. why I call myself the queen of turn liabilities. 
into assets. I love that. Do you teach people how to do this specifically? Yeah, so I've been teaching like one-on-one calls, but I'm I'm going to create a course on it. And I already mm-hmm. know people are going, I feel like the hate is going to come because yeah. all the stylists going to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She, she hasn't had no lick in the game. Yeah. I've been doing this all my life and she's out here creating the course. Well, well you should have did it. <laughs> it's not like you're saying I'm dressing you yeah. and creating. Like I'm showing you how to get things is this on, like on consignment? Yeah, on consignment. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. So that's going to be very different. But speaking of like uh, people who are going to be ready to come for you, yeah. right? <laughs> Everybody wants to come for somebody. Um, and I'm just learning about you and, and your business. But let's talk about the journey. I know it can't be easy. Mm-hmm. It's it's not for sure. No. What's, what's the biggest controversy you've experienced in your brand so far? Oh, I think the biggest one is, um, what's the biggest, the biggest one I would have to say, somebody tried to say that I, I scanned them out some money for, for credit. It's like never or a mentorship. Some people buy mentorship course. They don't like it. Mm-hmm. They want to do chargeback. Talk about it. It's like, if you don't like it, but a thousand other people love it. Yeah. You listen to this one person who didn't like a course or an ebook mm-hmm. or somebody mad about some credit that they probably didn't update identity IQ. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the all the reviews on my Google page before mm-hmm. we just look at this one person. And I just feel like like that's messed up in like in our culture when it comes to coaches. Yeah. You know, um, they try to weave out all the good coaches with one bad review. And that's yeah. what I dislike because sometimes it discourages you. Like, dang, am I am I still doing good? Mm-hmm. Are people still gonna buy from me? Because mm-hmm. if somebody goes on TikTok and goes crazy on me, mm-hmm. it's like are people just going to stop buying for me? Is my money going to stop? Has it ever stopped? It hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped, though. It hasn't stopped. But you, I, I had them thoughts, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So ha, you've actually sincerely wanted to quit before? Yeah. Yeah. It's a couple times I wanted to quit. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, one time I really wanted to quit when my, um, what is it, the credit card processing machine, um, Stripe, took my money. Mm-hmm. It shut down because it, was, it had, like, five chargebacks. Okay. It was too many. So they hold it, like, $50,000, and they shut down my Stripe account. And I, at that time, I was making like 100K months. Mm-hmm. So imagine going from 100K months to five to 10,000. Yeah. That's a big drop in your business because you don't have a credit card processing machine. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, this is my first time making a, like a lot of money mm-hmm. then from, from coaching. And, you know, I was depressed. Yeah. I didn't know like what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they were holding your money or they took your money and refunded hold- it? No, they was holding my money. Okay. And I didn't have no Stripe account at, at all. Did I, you ever get it back? I got the uh, money back in like, Thing like three months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people who are running large transactions, like have multiple Stripe accounts. Didn't know that. Have multiple Stripe accounts. They allow you to have multiple. Um, I've never burned out a, a merchant account myself, but yeah. I've seen clients do it. And I also, you know, come from the network marketing industry mm-hmm. too. And I've seen them burn through um, merchant accounts and stuff. So always just have multiple or whatever, and then try to separate some of those transactions. A lot of times the mistake that I see entrepreneurs make is that they're making money from so many different places like you. You've yeah. got the luxury car business. Yeah. You've got the, um, the 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 luxury bags and accessories. Mm-hmm. Now it sounds like you got credit and, and then yeah. you got coaching, like really giving them their own identity from yes. a merchant account perspective. Yeah. So one business doesn't negatively impact exactly. the other one. I know that now. You know that now. Yeah, know you that. got that now. I have to go through it though. And I'm, I'm happy that I went through what I went through because it's all a lesson. Mm-hmm. That allows me to teach like my, my mentees, like you should set up your business this way. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I have to look at 
the challenges I go through now, like it's a lesson for some for me to teach somebody else. Yeah. That's how I look at it now. Anything bad happens to me when I want to quit, I'm like, here go God again. Here you go again. Another lesson, another, another challenge. Lesson. Let's see how I get through this one now. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I was just telling somebody that um when I really started my entrepreneurial journey, mm-hmm. I just wanted to make money and be successful yeah. and do something good, yeah. right? Um, not and when even when I thought about doing something good in the beginning, it wasn't necessarily from the perspective of impacting people. Mm-hmm. I didn't set out to like impact people. Okay. I just wanted to do good business okay. and be successful at it. And years later, it's crazy now that now I'm a public figure. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't sign up for that part. Yeah. Um, you are in, in, you're a person of impact. And now what people say about you uh, matters. Now your whole life is on display and it's like, I was just trying to open a clothing store. That's that's oh, really right. all. I just wanted like I just wanted to own a cleaning business. That's all I wanted. I didn't know that my whole life was going to be on public display. Right. And now here you are, 30 years old, your whole life is on display. Mm-hmm. Like how does that make you feel? I have good days, I have bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, on my good days, it's like amazing. I love serving people. I, I tell people all the time, I think God put me on this earth to serve people. Uh, cuz I, I got it from network marketing. I, went to, I did network marketing too. And so just learning the um, the characteristics of, you know, network marketing really helped me mm-hmm. going through the no's, going through the yeses. Yep. And then also sometimes it's hard um, having all those eyeballs on you, the trolls. Like, yep. But luckily, like, I have friends in the industry that go through it already, so I see how they, you know, manage it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also I know, like, everybody's watching me too as well, so I know I have to be careful, especially when I go back to L.A., mm-hmm. not wearing my jewelry, um, making sure I'm not driving my exotic cars, like, mm-hmm. in the hood, like I usually do all the time, Yeah. Um, making sure I have security with me or my guy friends with me if I go out to dinner and stuff like that because I know people are watching my Instagram. I know people are, are know who I am when I'm outside too mm-hmm. as well, so making sure nobody, like, tries to rob me and stuff because mm-hmm. I've seen friends in L.A., you know, get robbed and – we have those conversations all the time. I have to tell people where I'm going so I can be protected all the time too as well. So it's a lot that comes with it, but um, like my friends just keep me humble and just make and hold me accountable like to my actions. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's crazy. So you said I have to have security with me or a male friend with me when I'm going like to dinner. Yeah. Walk me through this. So you got a dinner date. Mm-hmm. You about to go on a little date night. Yeah. You got security with you? Uh, sometimes, Yeah. Or if I know that guy has um, his gun on him, mm-hmm. then I don't have to because I know who I'm going out with. Okay. But, it's like, yeah. A new first date, though. A new first date. I probably know that person. If we're in L.A., I know that person. So I know okay. he, he, I know he's from L.A. or he has or he knows how to handle himself or mm-hmm. he has his gun on him. Like, okay. either way. But you definitely need a, uh, a gun on you in L.A. because people are literally walking into high-end restaurants and robbing you. No you know? way. Yeah, it's, it's true. So that's why I say, I, and when I come to L.A., I don't move the way I move in Atlanta. You won't see me probably drive an exotic car sometimes in L.A. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be in my Challenger or mm-hmm. I'll probably drive Uber because mm-hmm. I don't want those eyeballs on me. I don't have time. Like, I take care of too many people for somebody yeah. to take my life just because I had a, a shiny Rolex on and stuff like that. I don't yeah. have time for that. You got to be careful in Atlanta, too. I mean, you definitely got to be careful in Atlanta, but in Atlanta, you can open carry, so it's a little different. L.A., you, you got to have so many licenses and stuff like that too as well she said in atlanta yeah atlanta find out yeah you can find out you know what i mean but like i said every time i go somewhere i got always have a male friend with me so i I know like i'm gonna be protected either way i mean god forbid but i know i'm I'm good yeah so you don't walk around like in fear 
or anything. No, I don't work wire and field because I know how to. I'm not about to go to Linux Mall with my chain on. Like, I'm not that silly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I have great friends that teach me things to do, things not to do. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be flashy all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I know how to pull it back. Mm-hmm. Go put your, put your hoodie on and sweat. Put your hoodie on. Just yeah. chill. 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 You chill. don't got to be flashy all the time. <laughs> but, you know, it's a time and a place for that. Okay. So, you also do something in credit. Mm-hmm. What is that about? So, I do uh, credit, business funding. So, okay. I help people fix their credit. Um, and also get them um, business funding for their for their business so they mm-hmm. can make um, smart investments too as well. Any industry? Like anybody comes to you and say, I need business funding, you can yes, help them? anybody. Okay. And what's typically like the ideal, per- like what's the typical person who comes to you looking for business credit? Um, a lot of entrepreneurs because it's, it's crazy that a lot of my friends that are entrepreneurs, that have been entrepreneurs for a long time, don't have a business account. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Like like a business bank account? Business bank account. They've been doing everything through the personal account. Okay. And so they have an LLC, mm-hmm. but they don't have any credit. They have no business bank account. So now I'm just like, dang, this, this is crazy how many people have came up to me and said, Princess, I need you to help me mm-hmm. get right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of um, uh, truck drivers, mm-hmm. um, hairstylists, people who do lashes, um, Anybody, I help them build their profile up, make sure they have the data points, mm-hmm. um, and then help them get at least 100 or 150K plus, you know, funding, whatever they need. Yeah. But I also have a financial plan with them, too, as well, of talk, like, what are you going to do with this money? Because mm-hmm. I don't want them to be more in debt than they already are if they are. Mm-hmm. So I always make sure they're spending the money correctly and who's helping them with that business, too, as well. Yeah. What do you do with your money? You're making all this money. <laughs> You are a seven-figure entrepreneur plus. Yeah. Yes. Tell me what you're doing with your money, girl. How do you, when money comes in, like, do you have a money routine? Are you paying yourself? Are you invested? Like, what are you doing? Uh, paying myself. Mm-hmm. I'm also. Um, are you spend, paying yourself? I am paying. I have to pay myself. I pay my bills. So, so you pay yourself a salary. Do you have like a, salary. do you have yeah. a set yeah, monthly? Just, make it, just as long as my bills are paid, that's. Most of my bills pay are paid, and I'm probably like uh extra three to five thousand dollars extra if I need to go on a trip or if I want to shop or something, if I want to celebrate myself. Okay. I have that um in the budget. Do you pay yourself every two weeks, every month? Every two weeks. Okay. Every two she weeks. She said enough to cover my bills and probably another three to five thousand. And I do this every two weeks. So I just yeah. have a flat percentage. I What's pay myself fifteen percent okay. of revenue that comes in uh-huh. um every every two weeks, fifteen okay. percent. And that's it. And let me tell you something about this dang on 15%. Tell me. Right? Your girl be like, all of my friends right now, I have four friends that are all trying to book trips. And I'm like, let me check my account real quick. I don't know if I can do it. And I'm being really, 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 um, I'm being really, really, really committed to, because you know how easy it is as an entrepreneur to be like, okay, the business did 50 grand this month. That money is mine. Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media? You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client. Great news is 
That's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays, directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news is just $37 a month. So hurry up, send me the text. I'm looking for it now right? Like all the expenses are paid. Payroll is paid. I'm not investing in anything right now. You will overspend. And I really like my CPAs. Other people have, have told me this, but my CPA is like, Donnie, you have to put yourself on payroll for so many different reasons, but you have to put yourself on payroll. 15% is the number that I decided on. I have a huge overhead, like personal overhead. I have a huge overhead. And then I got like an eating habit. I don't really have, maybe I still have a shopping habit a little bit. Not a whole, you you, you, uh, My, you, you picking on. up bills? Reese. You, pick, you picking up bills? What you mean? Like you pick up bills for people at, when you go out Of to course. I'm paying for meals and stuff. I got my credit card in the Russian roulette game at dinner. Oh, you crazy. I don't do that I'm, no more. I'm d- so I'm done. you're right. I don't do it anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't do it anymore, but I have. But I like yeah. to eat out and, yeah. you know, I shop a little. Mm-hmm. I have stopped. Now, one of the things that I'm proud about this year is I have reduced significantly my high-label designer shopping. And your girl, like, I just went to Target the other day and picked up two dresses. I'm like, oh, those are cute. Yeah. I'll wear those. Yeah. Um, but I have, like, everything was, like, a high-end label. And I've kind of gotten out of that habit. I still have a handbag problem, yeah. maybe even a little shoe problem. Mm, it's but it's not, you know, head, head to toe. toe. Mm. So I'm really, 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 like, 15%. And I just had to tell somebody two days ago, I got to wait until payday. Discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline. Mm-hmm. That's what entrepreneurs don't have sometimes. This one, when you see all this money coming in, you're mm-hmm. not disciplined. Like during mm-hmm. the pandemic, me and my friends, El Chapo, <laughs> drug dealers. <laughs> we thought we just had it. You thought the money wasn't going to yes. never stop. Spend a check, get it right back. Spend a check, check and get it get right it. back. You hear going, me? Going crazy. So what was what's, what's dangerous about being an entrepreneur who makes money every single day is that it is like waitress money, stripper money, drug dealer money. You're like, I'm going to spend it and I'll make it right back tomorrow. Yeah. And those things are true. But then um, you'll realize like one day earlier in my journey, I'm spending and I have all these nice things. Mm-hmm. But when it came time to make like big decisions in business, mm-hmm. I didn't have the money to do it because I have all these clothes yep. and all this hair and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So this 15%, Payroll for me, yeah. like my paycheck, has been a blessing, but it it is absolutely an exercise of discipline. Yeah. Because I'm not, like I will not, if I got $10 left in my account. You're not, you're not going for it. I'm not spent. Right, I guess. So, so this is what I'm asking you. You have Amex Gold, right? Mm-hmm. You have Amex Platinum, mm-hmm. right? Are you using those daily? Yeah. Um. So I only use credit cards for daily okay. shopping. I only use credit which, cards. Which one are you using for daily shopping? So everything business goes on my platinum. Okay. Everything else, honestly, I don't use the Amex Gold for anything. My mom has access to certain accounts. I get better points on my, um, what's the green Navy Federal? Oh, cash rewards. The cash rewards. Okay. I use that I use that thing for everything. Okay, got you. <laughs> so I was going to tell you what I do. I use everything on my, I use American Express, um, 
platinum for traveling. Mm-hmm. Gold for my daily expenses, um, for gas, groceries, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But one of those, and also Facebook ads too as well. Anything marketing goes mm-hmm. on my AMS Gold. So when those points start adding up, um, I transfer all my points to my Charles Schwab brokers account. Mm. And I turn my points into cash. Yeah. And that literally helps me pay my rent. Yeah. Helps me pay my car note. Because I have all these points. So either I can use them for travel or I can use them if I want to um, cash out or something. Or I can invest it in my yeah. broker's account too as well. So that's something you might want to think about. That's what I do with my Navy Federal card. That's the yeah. reason that I use that okay. one. So I, I always take those points. And I don't do it every month. Mm-hmm. I do it like it's almost like reimbursement. So yep. I let it accumulate in like every quarter. Mm-hmm. I send it to my bank account yep. and I like pay myself back. Yeah. But still, like now you decide, well, what do you do with that money? Like I'm putting it in my account. Yeah. But shouldn't it be going in your personal account? I mean, in your business account, because technically you're swiping for business. And yeah. you got to think about all of that. I'd be happy to get extra money. You hear me? Me too. I'd be happy to get extra money. Like the, 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 the. Facebook reels and you know the meta the meta yeah. money that comes in I get that money and I'd be like oh we can go out to eat today because I legit be on 15 percent 15 percent so tell me what else do you do with your money that was really good so um, a lot of people feel like credit is bad mm-hmm. um, but I love that you said you put everything on a credit card mm-hmm. and you cash in those rewards points yeah I do that like Christmas whatever I have on rewards points that's all. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Almost definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I have a car, so I spent that. You know, my first big check on my car already that I wanted my dream okay. car. Uh, other things I'm spending on right now, I'm being very conservative because I did a, when I first started getting money during the pandemic when I first became a coach in that time where everybody was getting a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I was doing PJs. I was going crazy on shopping. I put my mom on a PJ. I put my best friends on PJs. Um, just to motivate them though. Not mm-hmm. on like I can do it and flex, but I feel like with my friends, entrepreneur friends and um pro athletes would put me on like yachts and giving me like this lavish lifestyle so I can see I was experiencing that already. Mm-hmm. So I really want to work hard to have that lifestyle. So I want to show my friends and my mom the exact same things. If you work hard, this is something that you can achieve too as well. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. I, so what you gonna say about that? I was gonna say, girl, you just wanted to flex. No, I, <laughs> and also I'm not gonna lie, people really love um, when I was running the ad, put my mom on a PJ. Yeah. People really related to that. Like, dang, I'm going to put my mom on a PJ one day. Or I want to buy my mom a, a car one day, too, as yeah. well. People really love that story of me putting my mom, like, on a PJ. Yeah. Uh, and then when I put my, I haven't posted put my friends on it. But after I put my friends on a PJ, that really motivated them mm-hmm. to step up to the plate. They all mm-hmm. started their businesses. They're all successful now after we did that trip. Mm-hmm. And they started taking stuff serious. A lot of yeah. them quit their jobs. Uh, started last businesses. My uh, One of my friends in Houston has a top um, nail salon business. Mm-hmm. So it really helped motivated them to like go further. Mm-hmm. So. I love that a lot. Um, before you really started on entrepreneurship, were you surrounded by a bunch, like outside of athletes and stuff, like mm-hmm. in your immediate friend group, did mm-hmm. you have access to like, were a lot of your friends entrepreneurs or did you really nah. set that off? None of my friends are entrepreneurs. I really set it off. My mom's been an entrepreneur all her life. She never clocked in for anybody. So okay. that's where I got it from. My mom's um, had multiple um, top hair salons, mm-hmm. um, top franchise restaurants too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now she's she's a realtor. She's basically re- retired. She's chilling. Yeah. Because she don't want to work no more. But I got it from my mom. My mom's been an ultimate husband. She's my, my role model for real. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Somebody is going to look at your story and say, oh, okay, that's why she's successful. She comes from money. She mm. didn't have it hard at all. Nah, mom. My mom literally um, 
we from like Los Angeles, like the hood, like mm-hmm. uh, Florence and Arlington. Mm-hmm. My mom lived. Uh, well, my grandma passed down my mom passed my mom the house down. Two bedrooms. I lived with five people, five to six people in mm-hmm. that two bedroom house mm-hmm. for probably like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had it hard, even though my mom was making money. But we still was like hood rich, you can say, if yeah. that makes sense. Hood rich. Because yeah. my mom didn't have it all together, financial literacy like we have now. Yeah. Uh, so she's still trying to figure it out, too, as well. So I never had it easy. My mom always made me work for everything. She never gave me money when she was making money. She never gave me like money like that. But she always made sure I had everything that I needed. Yes. And so that's where my hustle come from. She'll give me uh, $200 for my birthday. Mm-hmm. It's my job to go flip my $200. Mm. You know what I mean? So she never was like, okay, here goes $500 to go get back to school clothes or stuff like that. I have to go work my ass off yeah. to get the things that I have now. And that's what motivated me. So I'm happy I'm not a spoiled kid because mm-hmm. I think that would have rotten me or handicapped me too as well. Mm-hmm. Was your mom your first like role model? Yes. For sure. Yeah, I seen I seen her at the top of her game and I see her at the lows of her game. Mm-hmm. So that um, allowed me to know what entrepreneur was really like. It's not always glamorous. Yeah. You know, I seen her go through the recession. I seen her have multiple real estate properties and lose them all. Mm-hmm. And I see where that, you know, took us. Um, I couldn't, almost didn't go to prom because she didn't have it. You know yeah. what I mean? That's hurtful. I wasn't, me asking my mom for something and she not able to give it to me. Yeah. Like, I think that was like a pivotal time in my life. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, she really can't give it to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it makes you like not want to ask for stuff from yeah. your mom. Cause like, you know, she don't got it. So mm-hmm. who else can you ask for stuff? So like seeing that, I just knew I like, I had to work hard just in, just in case something else happened to her. I know I'll have her back. Um, and be able to give her money if she needed it. Yeah, I love that. Do you do you have to have her back now? Like, are you always? Contrib- yeah, always. Anytime she needs something, I give it to her. Cause some some months she might not have it. Yeah. And so I'm happy that I have you know the funds to you know help her out and be there for. Mm-hmm. Um, cause um you know my next big project or next big money I get like I'm gonna do something like really big you know for my mom mm-hmm. um and, like tr- really really soon that mm-hmm. she's gonna be like amazed with so that's mm-hmm. like that's my whole goal for her okay tell me about this music executive yeah what's that about <laughs> so I usually don't talk about it all my friends know like on the back end um but during COVID um me and my best friend Kristen we used to always be in the studio mm-hmm. because we just love music and so like listening rapping writing what, what were you doing um, business we're on the business side okay so we always in the studio with our friends uh, that that are songwriters and producers for like Chris Brown. Uh, I don't know who else is in there. You know everybody. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a whole bunch of artists we know. DJ Mustard, everybody. You know what I mean? So we always in the studio, people um, working on songs and albums and stuff like that. So we were like, dang, how can we make money in the music industry? We got all these connects. So how can we put it, make money? Break break our ground in here. Um, Cause it's like, man, we look like groupies just mm-hmm. being in the studio. Like what value are we bringing? Yeah. And so we learned that we can make money in music and film. So it's called music and sync. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we got producers together and songwriters together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got like um, talent stuff from films and, and like uh, commercials and see what they needed uh, for music. And we get that to the songwriters and producers for them to make. And we just make placements for them. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we put songs together mm-hmm. and then um, sent emails out to music supervisors for them to place them in maybe ESPN, maybe a trailer for a movie and stuff like that. You are really, really on your stuff. Yeah. Like you're very smart and intelligent. I'm looking at you and there's like initially I said she reminds me so much of myself when I was your age. But you are so far beyond mm-hmm 
what I was at your age. Like, I'm sitting here really proud of you and, and the journey and the things that you're doing. Like, for real. I appreciate that. But it brings me to uh, all this multitasking that you're doing. Yeah. So I tell people, and I don't know if this is what you tell people, mm -hmm. I usually tell people to operate in one space until you figure it out and yeah. you operate at a standard of excellence yes. before you do anything else. Yes. You got, like, you Tommy, you got 10 jobs. You know what? It's funny. I watched the podcast <laughs> when you talked about that. Yeah. You and, you and Dave talked about that one time. And actually, I don't. Mm. Because I, I have friends that I put on to manage those things. Okay. My whole job is to invest to learn the information. Mm-hmm. And for me to give it back to my friends, for them to manage it. Mm. So when it comes to music, my best friend deals with that. Okay. When it comes to Airbnb, the car rental, somebody else deals with that. Okay. I deal with what I want and what I'm focused on at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's how I go about everything. I can't do everything. I will never be able to scale multiple business success figures yes. at the same time. Yes. So I already had that uh, strategy. Put my friends on for them to manage everything. And mm -hmm. I take my percentage on the back end. It's my job to help them fix the credit, get the funding, Get the resources that mm -hmm. they need, and they're going to execute the plan. Okay, let's back this up. Because, you know, many people believe that you cannot do business with friends and family. Yep. I don't necessarily believe that. Okay. I'm building a family business, mm -hmm. right? As long as the family wants to be a part of that business, mm -hmm. right? You see the two young ladies over yep. here. This is my daughter, and this <laughs> is my cousin, and they both work with me. Yeah. Um, and as long as they want to mm -hmm. be here... This is what we're doing. If yeah. they decide that they don't want to be here, sometimes it gets challenging. Um, <laughs> sometimes it gets challenging yeah. and they're ready to throw in the towel. But as long as they want to be here, they're here. Yeah. You are literally. So walk me through the process. You see, is it that you see something that you're like, oh, that's dope. I would love to have some ownership there. Let me learn everything and then put somebody in place. Like, how are you doing this? Yeah. So. See, one business. Let me think of one business. Let's say um, Airbnb. Okay. My business partner. I have three business partners. Like, my main three business partners that I do business with. That's mm -hmm. it. That's, like, my core. Okay. That I can trust. Mm -hmm. We're all in the same accord. Okay. everybody can't. You, can, you can't do business with everybody. Not everybody. Personalities are different. So, three business partners. Okay. That I can deal with. Yeah. So, we started Airbnb business, right? Mm -hmm. And so, it's my job to help them set up the LLC, get the corporate lease in, Set up the interior design. Call my mom to set up the Airbnb and stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, if I when I leave, what does your mom do? What do you mean set up the Airbnb? So she decorated the whole Airbnb for us. Okay. So we gave her a budget. What's she, usually the budget? Thousand dollars. That was our budget. That we thousand dollars budget to decorate um, a two bedroom Airbnb in Orange County. Got Orange County. Orange County. <laughs> Jesus, how much is the rent usually? So the on rent average? Is like like thirty five hundred. Okay. Do you own any Airbnbs here? Not no more. I live in it. So okay, I, got you. I lived in it now. Okay, so I was. So I had. Uh, we had like we have like we have Airbnb in Houston too as well. Okay. So and my other business partner does that one in Houston. So and I gave him that play. Okay. But I don't manage it. So I set up everything. Once I leave, it's my business partner's job to do check in, checkouts, and deal with that. Okay. He's gonna collect the money. Okay. If something happens, he might call me. Okay. But that's it. Okay. What if? What if something major happens that needs funding? Like, are you that person? I'm that person. Okay. We, we already have a strategy for that already. Okay. Yeah, so we already have LLCs built up. 
Uh, okay. So if we need credit cards or if we need a line of credit, mm -hmm. we, we, we already have the, uh, access to that. Okay. And so when you're talking about split, so you're going out, you're learning about the business, mm -hmm. you're establishing the business like structurally. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about splitting the profits with your business partner, what does that look like? Um, everything's 50-50 after profits. Okay. Everything yeah. is 50-50. Everything's 50-50 after profits. With, the, with me and my business partner in L.A., Okay. Now, me and my business partner in Houston, it's a more percentage mm -hmm. uh, because he might have put more money up than me. Got you. On that one because he has more cash flow than I do. Okay. So with my value and what I bring, it might be marketing or something like that that he needs. Might need me to talk to some people. He might need me to fly out to Houston um, to deal with a project or deal with um, emergency or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a percentage there. Okay. How did you choose which three friends were going to be the friends that you do business with? <sighs> it's just, well, <sighs> let's see. Value, mm -hmm. uh, value, and then also we hung out a long time for us to get to know each other too as well to see if we we could you know mesh and we started with something small mm -hmm. too as well. Um, it's been times that um, we've been low on money, mm -hmm. and they sent me money and I sent them money at their lowest time. So mm -hmm. it's like the friendship is like is there yeah. off top. So that's what made me uh, want to do business with them because I see they have morals. I see they have value. I see uh, they have integrity, too, as well um, mm -hmm. with business. So that made me, you know, choose those three business partners. Got you. So you're doing a lot. You have money coming in from so many different places. Like, what's the goal? Like, are you motivated by money? Are you motivated by impact? Like, what are you doing this for? I'm doing this for uh, legacy and um, impact. Mm -hmm. Money, of course, money, because mm -hmm. I feel like money makes you happy at the end of the day. Without money... I just would, I probably wouldn't be happy. I can't function without money. So when people say it's not about money, I mean, it is. You okay. know what I mean? That's, that's just me. Yeah. Um, but I say legacy and impact mm -hmm. um, because everything I do, I know it's impacting somebody. Mm -hmm. Even when I was little, from when I got to college until now being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. like people look up to me. Um, and so like sometimes it's a, it's a big shoe to fill. Mm -hmm. But as long as I have integrity, as long as I bring value, as long as I'm not doing nothing crazy, uh, I think that's what it's all about. Like, I want to be impactful. Like, I know I can be, like, I call myself the mogul. Like, I know I'm going to be up there with, like, Oprah Winfrey and Bill Gates and stuff like that, especially well, coming mean. from. I mean, you too. You're going to be up there with Donnie Wiggins. Yeah, Donnie Wiggins. <laughs> like, all moguls. And we need more, like, female moguls. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, in the room, like, carrying their own. Like, everybody needs to be at that table. Like, mm -hmm. I see Karen Civil. Like, that's somebody I look up to, Karen Civil. She's always around all the men. Mm -hmm. I see the way she handles herself. Like, she's like she's a mogul. Like, mm -hmm. she ain't taking no sh from mm -hmm. nobody. Mm -hmm. She's getting the job done. Yeah. She can care less what anybody say about her. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'll go into any room. Like, I don't care what you say about me. I'm going in here t showing you what I have to offer. I need you to respect me. When I walk in the room, look at my eyes the way you look at that man's eyes too as well. Yeah. Like I'm not taking I'm not taking no sh like at all. Mm -hmm. Like when me and my best friend we started our music um company, like people were closing the doors on us. People were being gatekeepers on us. That's what made us really be motivated to get in music and sync mm -hmm. um too as well because People wouldn't invite us to the table, so we had to make our own table. Yeah. And we got in our own lane with the music and sync stuff where everybody was chasing Chris Brown and all these other, um, you know, places and stuff like that. We had to build our own table with music music and sync stuff. Yeah. And so that's why I say, like, I want to be a mogul that everybody uh, remembers when I leave this earth. I love that. I do. I do. How does this energy, though, translate into your personal life? Because... Uh, a woman who wants to be a mogul the way that you communicated mm -hmm. it. Like, I'm coming in there and these 
men yeah. gonna respect me. You gonna look yeah. in my eye, blah, blah blah. It can come off like and and ooh, I loathe this word, but because it's what people understand, I have to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can come off as very much masculine yeah. energy. Are you accused of that a lot? Um, from people I don't know, yes. Okay, the people who know me, no. Same. So. I mean, I mean, if I came if I came in here soft all the time, you run over me. Mm-hmm. So it has to be some kind of I don't know standard there, to boundary there too as well. Mm-hmm. I can't be nice all the time. Mm-hmm. I've been fully transparent. Let's let's, let's talk about it. Okay. So, um, I give you an example. Okay, tell me. So, I had this I had this one friend who I gave a car to, and he was supposed to. I'm supposed to do a business deal on it. No paperwork at all, mm-hmm. right? I just feel like I can, I can trust him. I've been on for like 10 plus years. I feel like I, I can trust him with anything. And this is this is me being young, not knowing entrepreneur, paperwork, lawyer, all that type of stuff. I figure you're a man of your word. Um, you're going you gonna to do good by me. Yeah. And so nothing, he, he got the, I gave him a car. He was driving around, ran up my mouth, um, had broken, I went to go pick up my car, broken windows, um, he didn't pay for my windows. Wanted me to do an insurance claim myself on there. Um, and the business deal, like, and then we stopped doing business because of the way he treated the first business deal with my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was supposed to be a, trans- a transaction of, uh, like a course or something like that. I mm-hmm. forgot what it was, but it never happened. Right. And so I feel like with, when that issue came about, I felt like I was mistreated. I feel like you took advantage of me and you felt like you could do that because you're a man mm-hmm. and, um, you have more value to me probably. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You probably know more than me and stuff like that. And I felt like when that happened, it made me look back of things I needed to do. I needed to change. Number yeah. one, getting a lawyer, mm-hmm. making sure when I do um, when I do business with friends, having a contract there. Um, also making sure um, I have another business partner that's a man in there to talk to another man that I'm doing business with too as well. Because I think men, men, um, what you call it, uh, respect each other more mm-hmm. than the female. Mm-hmm. So these are things that now that I'm doing when I do business when I do business with another man, I bring one of my other business partners in. I'm on a call, mm-hmm. uh, so no funny stuff is going yeah. on too mm-hmm. as well. And so that really opened my eyes, and that friendship really um, wasn't the same after that. Of course not. Too, too as well, we still cool and everything like that, but it's just like. My feelings was hurt. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it was principle. Yeah. Like somebody that I trust, that I know, you would do me like this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but then I learned, like, everybody's not gonna treat you the way you treat them. Big one. Everybody's, everybody's not raised like you. That's what my mom always tell me all the time. Like, princess, everybody isn't raised like you. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have to, you have to totally, like, understand that too as well. Yeah. I dealt with that a lot. Like, um having hurt feelings, which is, so people say that there are no emotions in business. Mm-hmm. There are absolutely yeah. emotions in business. Um, but I, I, I had to learn and it was a lesson that was repeated until I finally got it. Cause it happened over and over and over again, mm-hmm. where I had to learn that people, people will not respond the way that you would respond they're not yeah. going to treat you the way that you would treat them and they're not going to stand 10 toes down for you the way that you would stand to 10 toes down for they're them not. and it's not always because they mean you any harm mm-hmm. it's just sometimes sometimes it's because they've never experienced that themselves so mm-hmm. they don't know how to be that yeah right and that that's the lesson that i had to take with me now one thing that i don't do that i think is really dope that you do I don't bring men 
just as like an accessory into business deals with me. I think you have to as a woman, like somebody you trust, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you don't you don't want another man to take advantage of you because I feel like. They see a woman in the business room by herself. It's like, all right, I can, I can get her. I'm going to get yeah. her with my charm. Yeah. I'm a finesser. Yeah. So now it's like, I was on a call the other day with my sales rep. And I understand the numbers he was going on. I was like, let's reschedule the meeting so I can call my best friend, Dre. Mm-hmm. So he can get on a call so he can break it down to me. Because mm-hmm. I'm not understanding this. Mm-hmm. And so those are things, you know, that I do. I have like my three business partners in place yeah. that I can call on any time to do things with me. To make yeah. sure I will never, ever be finessed like that again because they seen like that whole situation and my feelings was really hurt. Like I really, my feelings don't get hurt about a lot of stuff, but it's like, like you like my dog. Yeah. You do that to me. Like yeah. it's just crazy to me. Our feelings can only be hurt by people who we love and trust. That's it. Strangers can't hurt our feelings. Nah. They, can, they can make us mad. They can annoy the crap out of us, but like heartbreaks and hurt feelings can only happen from people that you love and yes. trust so much. Yeah. But you're not going to escape this dating life situation. You, we're not, we're not doing that. So I want to know how does all of this like translate into the, so first of all, before we even go there, <laughs> has dating been a priority for you more than going after like your success and your status and making your money? Um, have you wanted to do both at the same time? Or was there a period where you felt like, Nope, I just got to get my money right now. Um, I'm going to say, in the beginning, yes, it's like, I want to get this money. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be career-focused, get this money, and then later on, like, date seriously. But, you know, I've they dated people. It just didn't work out. Because, um, like, I feel like L.A. men are just, ugh. There you go. There you go. I hate those generalizations because people do. Atlanta women are so this. Houston girls are so that. And then here you go talking about LA men are just. "Eh." When I, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you one thing from LA and Atlanta. LA men, they don't think, they don't open the door. They're not, they're not gentlemen. They come to Atlanta and they do. Well, they don't do it in LA. (laughs) They don't do it in LA. Maybe that's not the vibe in LA, but. There are LA men here in Atlanta and they're opening know. doors. You don't yeah. think so? I don't know, maybe. Okay. But when I came to Atlanta and I opened my door, they said, Princess, don't you ever touch the door don't again. Touch no door. Yeah, and I was like, look, my bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm be knowing because I'm around that you know, men that let me open the door, you know, stuff like that. Uh but they will open all the doors and pull out all the chairs and still cheat on you. I'm just playing. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just joking. They won't do that. But I don't know. Um dating, I feel like dating is is hard. I'm not Tell me lie. why. Because I think um, a lot of men are intimidated by me based mm. on what I have, okay. number one. Um, but not knowing is that I, I'm not going to say I don't ask for much, but I know who I'm dating. If I, for example, let's say, you know, I got the Lamborghini. I have, I had two apartments at the time. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't have that don't mean that you don't have to be intimidated by what I had because I had this before you, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, this is the lifestyle that I built for, like, for myself. I can't dim my life because you don't have it. You're trying to figure it out. But if it's causing a challenge, mm-hmm. like, if all these things that you have yeah. is a challenge, like, do you lead? Do you think that it's time to, like, lead with a little less of those things? Of course. Like, maybe show up to the first day in an Uber instead of the Lamborghini? I do. I do. Okay. I do. I'm, I'm at a crossroads with that, like, it's like on one hand, um, maybe I should just take an Uber or let's not, maybe I just talk about the general area that I live in, you know, things like that. Yeah. Right. Um, I like dating apps. I say that uh-huh. all the time. Y'all have yeah. heard me say it a million times. I love a good dating app and I do not portray 
like who I am uh-huh. ever on the dating app. Uh-huh. And even when I'll come across guys that'll be like, Donnie Wiggins from, you know, the Social Proof podcast, <laughs> I instantly block them. Yeah. Um, I, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. If it just It's just a weird feeling mm-hmm. of now I don't know if it's never a concern of people using me. Yeah. I don't ever have that concern about men using me, but it's more of a, is he about to do the most because he thinks he has to do the most because of who he thinks I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even really like that in real life. Yeah. So I prefer somebody who just doesn't know me at yeah. all. And it's not that I'm going to hide my life necessarily, but I'm not going to go on a first date and start talking about all of my accomplishments. I things. never do that. Or pull up in them. I never I never do that. Not anymore. Like in young days, yeah. Yeah, you can't yeah. pull up in the accomplishments. But then it always, it also, it all depends on what that person has and what that person do. If I That's feel true. comfortable too as well. Mm-hmm. But majority of the time I pull up like Uber or I'll take um, one of my friends' cars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or when I was in LA, I'll take my Challenger, you know, okay. anywhere I go to as well. Um, but yeah, people are intimidated about what I had. I had a, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, when I was dating this one dude, uh, what, like two years ago, like he was just so insecure and intimidated about what I had. It's mm-hmm. like, I had this before you. You're a truck driver. You're trying to figure it out. It's okay. Like, I'm here to help you figure it out. Whatever you need from me, then I can help build you up to as well. Like, when you, I feel like... Mm, be careful with that. Okay, I'm about to be careful, but this is how I feel. Okay. So, I feel like what you're lacking, I might be able to help you with. Too For well. sure. Yeah. But it also depends on the way you say it. And I'm learning that, too, as well. As a female... I have to say certain things to a man to make them feel good too as well. Yes. So yes. I'm, I'm also learning the communication part of yeah. talking to a man too as well. That's why I'm saying be careful with that. Like your intentions are great mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, I have resources that can help you mm-hmm. take your stuff to the next level. But you can't ever say to a man or make a man feel like, oh, I'm about to build you up. Exactly. Right? Um, because at the end of the day, even though you know what you're doing behind the scenes, I believe it's really important that a man still feels like, like a man, a man yep. at the end of the day. And we kind of have to let them figure some stuff yeah. out. And then we kind of have to let them come and say, hey, I'd like to run this by you. I love a man with a I mm-hmm. want to run this by you conversation. Yeah. Now that means that you're open yeah. right, to some stuff. But do you feel like you are constantly dating people where you're making more money or have more status or are you finding that you're dating men on your level? So I don't feel like I've, okay. I met men on my level and I didn't like it because they just leave with money. They just feel like the money just gives them so much power to, to yeah. dictate my life. Yeah. It's like, that's one thing I didn't like. Like I could have been had a mansion, a family, all that type of stuff, but it's just like, you, like the person I was talking to was like, Oh, but I don't want you working. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want you. I don't want you starting your own business. Like I just want you to take care of the household. Like no, but it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. If you really want that lifestyle, there's a lot of females who do. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to just sit in the house and just take care of the family. Like I want to do my. I want to have my own money too, just in case you lose your money mm-hmm. or die do? and die. What we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, then we're stuck. Yeah. Um. So men and money, it just comes with different different stuff too as well. Are you um, in a relationship right now? I'm not in a relationship right now. When was, was the last time you went on a date? Uh, I think when was the last time I went on a date? Like two weeks ago, actually. Do you like him? I do like him. What do you like about him? Tell me, girl. Tell me. Tell I me. do like Wait, him. Wait, is it who I've been seeing you with? Who? You want me to say his name? Go ahead. Smitty. No, it's not Smitty. Okay. <laughs> I like Smitty, and I thought, I was like, that's cute. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, everybody think, everybody think, man, Smitty's a thing. 
Okay, who is it then? Um, this this one guy. What's his name? I can't say. I can say Smitty name, but you can't say the, <laughs> can't, the actual I, I, dude I name. I can't what kind of? Because people might know him. Do I know him? No, you don't know him. But he lives in Atlanta. But what's he do? Um, he has multiple businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one he's known for? <laughs> um, you know, he does some stuff with some cars. That's all uh-huh. I can say. Yeah. Okay. There's some stuff with some cars. Older than you, younger than you. Younger think. than me. Oh, how old is he, girl? Uh, in the mid-20s. Mid-20s. Yeah. So you like him young, or did this just happen? It just happened. But mm-hmm. he treats me really good. I'm not going to lie. I'm having I'm having, I'm having, having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he treats me good. Takes me, whatever I need, he just does. He stops his whole world for me. Even though he's busy, yeah. he stops his whole world for me. Make sure I eat. Make sure I have gas in my car. Takes me on dates. Asks me if I need anything. Like, that's what I love. I love a man who doesn't allow me to ask him, mm-hmm. but offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, like, whatever he needs, like, I show up for him. I love You know what I mean? Because I, I, I love that. The only thing is. Wait, did you say I love that man? No, no, no. I, I said think I, I love just, that. I think I just nah, heard you say nah. I love that man. Nah, I said I love that. I love that there about was no him. Man. Nah. I love that man. I love that about you him. Did, okay. All but right. no, nah, I love that about him. Um, He's young, too, as well. But it's still like some things. It's like I need to know his know. age. Is he twenty two, twenty five? Like twenty, like twenty four. He's twenty four. Yeah. So there's a six year age difference. I'm not yeah. judging. Yeah. I typically, um, the guy. There's only been one relationship as an adult where someone was significantly older than me. Well, not mm-hmm. significantly, like five years. Um, but I typically date younger guys. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I attract mm-hmm. younger men. Yeah. Um, I attract older men too. But well, that's a story for another day. I mainly, when when I'm talking about, like, ready to be in a relationship, marriage-minded, and yeah. they are posturing and doing the most to, yeah. it's usually the younger guys. Yeah. Um, and I have not figured out that formula. So I say that to say I'm not judging you, girl. Yeah. I think my ex might have been seven years younger than me, uh-huh. and then the one before that might have been three years younger than me. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. I'm but not mad at it at all. There's been a lot of young, young men talking to me lately, and they treat me better than the... One's my age. It's crazy. Now, this guy, does he make as much money as you or more or less? Um, Probably the same. Probably the same. Probably the same amount. Okay. And he's not intimidated by what he already knows what I have. Well, because he has it too. Yeah. Yeah. So he don't, he don't, he don't care about that. So what's up? Why, why has it been two weeks since y'all been on a date? Because he's been busy. I'm taking him out um, soon for his birthday. You're taking him out for his birthday. What y'all doing? Uh, Dinner date. Okay. Where y'all going? I don't know yet. Trying to figure it out. Because you don't really know Atlanta like that. I don't. What kind of food do you like? Or Um, what kind of experience do you want to? I don't know. Something something nice. Something with some aesthetics. You want to get really, really dressed? Yeah. Okay. She got for me. Let me think about it because... So what kind of food do you like? Seafood, steak? seafood, steak, Italian. So my favorite steakhouse... I have two favorite steakhouses Uh right now. Um, The first one is Hal's. Um, But aesthetically, it's really nice. It's, you know, five-star, all that stuff, the... One of the best steaks in the city. Yeah. But aesthetically, it's it gives, cool. it's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. dark, you know. Okay. Um, the second favorite of my steakhouses here is a place called Marcel's. Oh, I never heard of Marcel's. They have a better aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's sexy. Okay. Um, you need to make reservations for both. Okay. Um, so that's if you're doing steak. Seafood right now, mm, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of, you know, if you got a steak place, you got a seafood place. Yeah. 
But, you know, if you're looking for, like, valet mm-hmm. and those are two, those are two spots. The, the host is greeting you with the, you know, yeah. white towel and it's like a to-do and yeah. somebody who knows that the meat came from yeah. Australian lamb, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are the two places for steak and um, potentially seafood that you want to yeah. go to. So you're taking him on a dinner date. Are yeah. you buy, Are you taking him on a dinner date and buying a date and buying a gift? No, I always buy him gifts. Always buy him gifts. Yeah. This I'm is, a... My love language is gifts, gifts and affirmations. Yeah. So like he shows up for me like so much, whatever I need, he, like he does paste my nails, like whatever I need. So it's mm-hmm. like, if I see something like out, like I'm picking it up for him. This sounds real relationshipy to me. I know, but I'm, I'm taking it slow because I recently just got out of something that was very, very heartbreaking. Okay. So I'm still trying to. How long ago was that breakup? That was, that was like a, like October. Okay. So it's like so not quite I'm, a year. I'm, I'm over it, but it's just like I still have like my guard up to certain stuff. I'm still like just trying to take it slow. Tell me your type, because just in case, yeah. just in case, tell me your type. Tall. What's tall? Um, I love six feet and taller. Okay. Um, I love somebody picks me up. You know. Okay. I, strong. Like, strong. Are athletic. we talking like uh, athletic? athletic? Are we talking about basketball athletic or football linebacker athletic? No, nah, just athletic. Like. Go to, go to the gym. Okay. Nice body. Okay. Um, nice I haircut. Like a thick neck. No. Nah. That athletic uh, build yeah. where they've been working out and the neck got muscles in it. Uh, I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Chocolate. But we, we chocolate. You. you like chocolate. I love chocolate. I love okay. a chocolate man. The light skinned men, I don't know. I can't trust them. All right you know? now. Oh, you said don't get canceled. Don't get canceled. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we we I like know. them all. I talk, I talk, I talk to light skinned men, but I like the little, ch- I like chocolate. Okay. Chocolate is, oh, Melanin so is Melanin. highly attractive. A uh, person that knows how to dress well. Mm. Great hygiene. Mm. Great hygiene. Yeah. Great cologne. Great cologne. Ooh. Selection. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. I love I love a man. I love a good smelling man. Um, shoes. Mm-hmm. Shoes just have to be on point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, um, trustworthy, loyal. Make sure, you know, a good family to bring in. Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, funny, mm-hmm. great, hum- great humor, mm-hmm. and not secu- not insecure. Are you a one guy dater at a time or no, three? Three. Three is my minimum. I can only balance three. Huh. So you only have one that you're dating right now. Yeah, because I just I just stopped talking to this other guy. Okay, so basically. <laughs> If you are out there and you see you agree that she's as stunning as I think she is and you are six feet or taller, you have some business about yourself. You are chocolate, like deep in melanin, athletic build. You go to the gym. You are a chivalrous man. You open doors. You give compliments. You speak words of affirmation and your mindset is developed and continuing to develop. I want you to go straight to her DMs. Slide. slide, slide, straight in her DMs because she has two open op- uh, opportunities available. Two open. There are two opportunities available right now <laughs> for you to be on the mm-hmm. roster. But the cool thing is she's looking to pick one of you. Okay. Yes. So just if you're not afraid of a little competition, competition. That's all I'm saying. A little competition. A little competition. And I just want them to know I come a little, I come with a little bit of fans. So okay. Ooh, not don't, the fans. Don't, don't be insecure. You not know the what fan mean? club. If I you, love it. If you're serious about me, I'm serious about you. Princess, I want you to speak to the young ladies who they want badly to have your type of success. Mm -hmm. They want to run in the circles that you run in of Mm -hmm. celebrities and Mm -hmm. athletes and highly successful people. 
Um, but there, there's no passion really connected to it. It's kind of just like, I just want that life. It just looks mm-hmm. so good. What advice would you give to those girls? Um, find it, I feel like just finding what you're passionate about and also finding um, how you can bring value to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like our relationship right now, mm-hmm. I started to figure out how else I can bring value to what you have going on. Yeah. For me to like hang out with you more, yeah. too, as well, to build up more strong friendship, um, sure. too, as well. Uh, another thing is, um, a lot of people don't say like the affirmation. What do you, what do you want to be? You mm. have to um, become the person you want before you become that person, too, as well. You better say it. Before I became a mogul, I was already acting like I was a mogul already. Yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't always drive exotic cars, renting exotic cars, but that's mm. what I wanted, and it came into fruition, too, as well. You know what I mean? I always say, um, you know, prayer, mm-hmm. um, having a strong mindset, too, as well. The, the power is, like, in your mind, yeah. um, too, as well. And then also, being out, everybody said being outside is bad. I'm always outside, um, networking, going to. Because you're 30 eat. and your knee's probably still good. But it don't matter, though. <laughs> like, I'm, like, it's so many. I can go to a lounge tomorrow. Somebody's, like, pull up to the lounge. I'm meeting the owner. Yeah. I'm not going to the club to party. Mm-hmm. I might post on Instagram. But I want to know who owns a club mm-hmm. and what type of business we can do. Like, what who, what value can I bring to you to make your club bigger? I might, I might know a, a rapper that might want to do a host something here. Yeah. That's who I'm bringing. I might know. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Oh, a celebrity hairdresser that might want to throw her party here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what value can I bring to you? Um, and it's all, as I said, it's all about your contact. That's why it's important to go to network events, go to... Um, Gallus, mm-hmm. like whatever you can go to, whatever events you can go to to meet new people and not just hang out with your friends, but actually build new relationships up. Yeah, that's what you have to do with what you have. Like my car, I just got in a car club. I've been going out with the car club people. Are you with Brad and week. them? Uh, I think Brad, Brad and Tronda, Gooch, Gooch, and all yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, Gooch yeah. invited me out. I met a whole new um circle. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm getting invited to Rolls Royce events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm in a whole new you know networking. Mm-hmm. Um place to now so it's like who are you associated with most most of the time people are scared to go out by themselves mm-hmm. i'm not scared to go by myself no more yeah like i have built up the confidence to just just go do show it show up just show, show up, up. What can, what's, what, the, what's the worst that could happen what's the worst that could happen <laughs> they'd be like i don't know you yeah that's the worst what's the worst that could happen but always show up um presentable too as well mm-hmm. like last night i showed up with my in my dress i was like princess you dressed up because i didn't know what type of event this was and I want people to come up to me and give me compliments because that's what starts a conversation. Like, yeah. what do you do? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, too, as well. So, I mean, I think that's, like, the main thing is having confidence, um, latching on to people who are like-minded just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, not being 
so conservative to like your friends group. Like you have to branch out outside your friends to really grow as a person too as well. Mm -hmm. I've only grew as a person because I had to leave friends behind. Mm. I had to leave friends behind. I had to go find new friends. And my new friend, like I literally moved from LA to Atlanta. You know how hard that is? Yeah. Sometimes I I used to cry because I miss my mom. I miss my my family and friends. But me to get where I want to go, I have to be here because I need Mm. these connections. Mm -hmm. Like I need to learn new marketing and stuff like that. They're not teaching that in LA. In LA, Mm. I'm, I'm doing entertainment stuff hobby stuff mm-hmm. in Atlanta I'm doing more business stuff mm-hmm. so you have to make those sacrifices you know f- for you know what's to come later on in life too as well and most people don't want to make those sacrifices either I love it so much at your age and um with everything that you have going on like as long as you stay the course of operating in integrity integrity operate in integrity and do right by people yes build good business yes like the world is yours like there are no limits to what you are going to accomplish like period I see the mogul in you I hear the mogul in you developing and I hear it I hear it in your language I see it in your posture and you mean business yeah and I love that about you I love 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 that about you you need to have some type of a mentorship group that's open yeah and focusing specifically on girls and teaching them how to navigate, no, it's coming. you know, in this space. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely coming. Yeah. High school, I'm doing like, I'm going to uh, do some collaboration with some high schools um, in Atlanta and also in LA too as well. So we're working on a course right now okay. uh, to do some stuff um, for some school districts right now. Well, I cannot wait, Princess, to even learn more about you. This is yes. our first like real conversation. Yes. I am thoroughly impressed. I cannot wait. We got to do this. Like we got to go out and have some yes. drinks and and some food and just vibe and get to know each other. No, Welcome sure. to Atlanta. Thank you. Where we making money and the players play and all of that good stuff. You know what I mean? We got yes. connections going on. We do business out here, but yes. also be careful in Atlanta. Yes, well, definitely. Because it's so easy. And and not even in Atlanta, just in a new space period. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to fall into clicks and yes. behaviors and Facts. you know the the fast pace of it all mm-hmm. and i want you to stay solid and grounded the way that you are right now thank god for the great friends that i have i, I love accountable it. i love it i love it i love it close us out with a couple of words and tell us how to find you uh you can find me at it's princess dior on uh, instagram facebook um and also youtube as well um words of encouragement just you know stay the course uh say your affirmations um Separation is in the preparation. The way you prepare for everything is how you separate yourself from the crowd. So just wake up every day with a routine um, and just know everything that you want to become, you can. Just don't listen to anybody who's going to dim your light or tell you it's not going to work. Everything is going to work in your favor. You just have to believe it and have faith in it. Yep. I'm excited about your journey, and I just know that it's all good things coming from there. Thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you absolutely for coming. Um, My name is Donnie Wiggins, you guys. This has been another amazing episode of Full Transparency. Princess Dior, be sure to connect with her and follow along her journey as well. I will see you guys next week.